0: Hello and welcome to Urpology. I'm Anne
1: and I'm Kevin and this is our episode number one. That's right folks this is the beginning of a new journey. Uh, I'm hoping you folks will enjoy coming along with us exactly what we're doing. We want to talk a little bit about uh, on this first episode.
0: Kevin I just got goosebumps I'm that big of a nerd. <laughs>
1: And <laughs> a little behind the scenes, as I mentioned to Anne, is when, we, when I went to watch this first episode, you know, as our start point um, earlier this week, I took almost no notes. I was just getting so emotional watching it, thinking about a new podcast journey and all of this that I had to go back again. So, yes, I know the feeling very well. It's ERP, it's what we do. It's what
0: we do. And we, <laughs> we do it like it's our job, hence the name ERPology.
1: Yes, yes. And we hope you folks kind of follow along with that with us. Uh, kudos to Anne for, for getting that listed in the Urban Dictionary.
0: Turns out it wasn't that hard, Kevin. You can make <laughs> up any word and put it in the Urban Dictionary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some folks have asked us, uh, you know, since we announced it, uh, you know, exactly what that means. Um, you know, basically, it's it's just us. You, many of you have probably heard us on our other podcasts. Um, you know, we love her. We want to talk about it. We really just You know, want to take a look at it in many different ways. Uh, Now that we've got uh, four seasons so far out there for the show, you know, when uh, Bonnie and I did our Tales of the Black Badge or when uh, Anne is doing it with Casey, since Casey's new, we're all kind of doing the the step. Each episode is a step up to that point. You're talking about what's happening at that point. Well, now that we've got four seasons in so far, we want to instead kind of be able to look ahead. As we talk about some episodes of topics, you know, well, this is something we saw early, and this is how it kind of develops. So we're kind of gonna use that as a way to, to move through some content and obviously go down several rabbit holes, tangents, who knows where.
0: Exactly. And I think when you talked to me about the idea, uh, it really hit me because the first time it really <sighs> The first episode that this really made sense for me after I, after we got so far in in season four, I was doing a rewatch for, um, I was doing the Vision Quest rewatch 208, and I was doing that for an episode with Casey. And I was like, this makes so much sense now. Things that at the time didn't click, now that I knew more of the story, all of a sudden just I was blown away and it just made so much more sense. So the idea of going back now that we know what we know was really interesting to me when you brought that up to me.
1: Yeah. And that's what I think can lead into some you know, really fun discussions. Um, you know, the two of us love her, just like all of you who are listening uh, as well. We're not going to claim to know the most. <laughs> Certainly there's folks who I'm sure have watched the episodes more or are going to find something we don't see per se. I certainly would never claim to to be the expert on something. Uh, so the, the goal here is really just to bring some things out for conversation, for Anne and I to have fun talking about it. Hopefully you folks will have the fun listening. And, and we're certainly hoping to get a lot of feedback uh, from you on some of these things, agree, disagree, give us some other insights. I'm sure once we get rolling, it will be more of a chance maybe to, to feed us some ideas. As we said, since we've got four full seasons so far, 49 episodes, uh, and lots to go at. I mean, we had some fun, certainly when we thought, okay, let's do this, whatever this is, uh, <laughs> trying to come up with what to name it. You know, we, we had some fun thinking of like Herb University or something like that. But then that sounded too much like we were the ones teaching a class. And this is so not that.
0: No, we, like Kevin said, we we neither one of us claim to be experts. If if nothing else, we're, we're I think we're kind of, poking gentle fun at ourselves for how passionate we are about the subject matter. Um, and just, again, the herbology is just a play on words. Um, I kind of pictured us when we when you started this idea, like we're in the show Goodwill Hunting and I'm like wearing a corduroy blazer and I'm in front of a blackboard in a lecture hall, just chalking out all things herb passionately on a chalkboard. Um, you know, the theories behind everything, the study of the characters, uh, the study of Peacemaker, I mean, you name it. Um, Again, we're not experts. And some of our theories may be just totally out there. Uh, Other things are obviously canon. um, But really, I think no limits, right, Kevin, we're just gonna examine it how we see it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we just plan to kind of use the episodes you know basically you know from the concept of a rewatch, we will be going you know from the first through uh, as we kind of use those but those are just kind of like guides for us certainly the content of, of the episodes is something we'll bring out in some of these discussions this one as we said specifically about the first episode purgatory but they're they're only that guide because i'm sure there's things that are going to come up where the content of a specific episode and you brought out a great example there with the vision quest that leads to so, so much more that sometimes those conversations will be 10% about the episode and 90% about things it meant and what it led to. And other times, you know, might flip that other ways. Um, you know, and all the other things related to that, that that we both love and we know the fans do, you know, watching the way hot relationship develop, the Earp sister moments, you know, uh, the angel references in the show. Things that became iconic, you know? I mean, let's face it, there's so, so much that, that we're going to hopefully have some fun with.
0: And I think that's, that's one of the, the most fun ideas of this is that we're not confined to waiting for that next episode anymore. We have the picture all in front of us now. So even though we're going to be talking about Purgatory, uh, the episode Purgatory, pilot episode in this um, first episode of ours, we can reference anything we've already seen.
1: Yes. So, if if by chance you're someone who's found this podcast and you are still watching the show, you haven't completed it yet. Consider this your massive spoiler warning because anything will go. Anything is fair game right up to the last scene of season four at any time.
0: I hadn't so, even thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you put that out there. Yeah.
1: I mean, we know you have to have it uh, when you're doing, you know, the "Why Not" podcast with Casey. You mentioned, you know, episode numbers and. Obviously, when Bonnie and I were doing Tales of the Black Badge all the way along, we didn't have to so much worry about spoilers because we were talking about episodes that had just aired, so there wasn't any future knowledge, so to speak. But on this one, yeah, we're you know first four seasons, forty-nine episodes, anything in there is fair game at any time. So we'd love to have you here. (laughs) Yeah, we'd love to have you here if you're still new, but realize we are going to spoil the heck out of you.
0: We sure are. Uh, Yeah. So should we just start spoiling things right now? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well one other quick thing related to things i do want to mention because folks who are going to have fun hopefully you know be re- re-watching with us uh for the sake of the podcast maybe some feedback and things a couple of other things related to that that we want to be sure that are, again fair game and can come in as much as we're going to love to talk about the show we certainly are going to talk about the earpers, the fandom some things that have happened uh, over the course of the show's airings um we know many of us love the fact that uh If you've purchased the show on some of the digital platforms, the iTunes uh, and things like that, Google Play, we've got bonus behind the scenes video on each episode. So we might bring in some things from there. Uh, For those who may not be aware too, Emily did uh, postmortems after each episode, almost every episode except this first one, um, with Bridget Leszewski, the TV junkies. They have some great insights in their conversations that occurred after each episode that'll be building blocks for things later in the show so we're certainly going to try to bring some of those in so that's why i say hopefully this is going to be more than just the show more than just the fandom Uh, we'll incorporate a lot of things from those uh, hopefully in some of our conversations and hopefully it also you know by bringing that in now we want to be sure that might spark some ideas for you folks Uh, like i said topics you know topic-based discussions or parts of these episodes please don't hesitate you know we're active on twitter we've got an email address we get a lot of those details to you but you know, we'd love for you folks to be part of this by giving us some thoughts and so forth to uh, uh, maybe give us an idea of directions to go or uh, correct us. Because I'm sure I know I am going to be making mistakes here. Or there, uh, I could never assume you would, Ann, but <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can assume my memory's horrible, Kevin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will just go with it, see to the pants, be arpers, have fun talking Earp, and take it from there.
0: Exactly. Kevin, I watched it three times in this just this like past five days
1: <laughs> specific for this like I said we have all rewatched and watched them um, I'm sure so many times but for us as podcasters I don't know for any of you if you've maybe written an article uh, about the show for something or if you do fanfic or whatever it is the thing that I find fascinating for me is along with watching the show just for fun to have it on anytime I'm doing a podcast or doing a topic podcast, Based podcast or something and certainly for this one uh, for starting up this new podcast. you know, watching the show for a specific purpose, I always find helps me sometimes to either see more things or to appreciate certain things. I don't know about you on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now do you watch it with the closed captions on?
1: Absolutely have to have to.
0: Now you you don't do that because you have hearing problems. You do this strictly for science, right?
1: Uh, strictly for the fact that there are so many great lines in this show. I miss them. I know I'm going to miss them. Uh, That's always been part of the fun, you know, when episodes were being released, Um, certainly by the second or third watch. uh, That's when the closed captions were turned on because I knew there was stuff I missed. I mean, there's so many things I'm going to laugh at and go deeper on. Absolutely. And I will be using closed captions (laughs) for all of my watches for this podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I learned that early on. And one thing I noticed this time through, the closed captions have updated for me. I was watching through Netflix, which is what I've watched in the past. um, And words that I knew were different in the closed captions in previous watches had been corrected since then. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that things get corrected in some kind
1: of manner. So it was kind of coming. Oh, that's a good observation. I didn't... uh... I can't say that I have a memory that I would have remembered what something was and if it had changed now. So yeah. kudos to you on that one.
0: It was, yeah, it was interesting. Um, so right off the bat, what were your feels like just seeing the bus <laughs> strolling <laughs> down the road?
1: It's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful wash over me, ear to ear smile and emotion of everything that's coming. You know, that's really what it is. Because, you know, I, in my case, I'm going back five and a half years or, or more since I first saw this episode. So there, there's so many wonderful emotions, so many rewatches over the years. So, yeah, seeing the bus, uh, hearing the music laid under it and then seeing things start to play out. It's it's just such a gift. The show is such a gift.
0: I just wanted to, to say what, that it was Purgatory. Um, it, it was po- po- directed by Paulo, right? And written by um, emily this yes. one
1: yep and that it came out correct
0: i'm i'm doing this by memory whoa you double check my work let's see if i got this one this yes. uh, the episode first, we the
1: first two are written by emily the first episode is directed by apollo and it, it aired, aired on april 1st, april 1st 2016. yes gotcha you okay. are correct
0: yay yeah and uh, after that i probably won't get another one correct <laughs> I vaguely have them, but it's, it's, it's a goal of mine to be able, I'm going to do flashcards for myself
2: and quiz. I'm going
0: to have people quiz me and see if I can (laughs) say it's like 201 and this is who wrote it. This is who directed it. This is when it aired, but yeah, it's um, major feels just seeing the bus stroll through, right. Just Mm -hmm. immediately. And I know originally the pilot, it didn't, it didn't really hit me the first time I
1: watched it. What, do you, what if I can jump in? Can you, I mean, what are your memories though? i watching it. What, what spurred you to watch the show?
0: I think I just came across it on Netflix one day. It was in my recommended um, to watch and I, I took a peek at it and I honestly, I, I watched the first one and then I took a break. And then I came across stuff on YouTube, like months later, and it was about the way hot relationship. And then I was like, that show that I just watched with the demons and the crazy <laughs> chick with the gun, that is gonna turn out to be
2: this (laughs) then
0: i went back and then there was no going back i mean there would be going back several times again and again again to watch over but um yeah then that's all she wrote
1: (laughs) and i remember for those who may have heard on on some other podcasts i've done for me uh being a podcaster for many years going back to 2005 uh i've been covering genre shows for, for many many years on podcasts um lucky enough to get uh, screener episodes from the sci-fi channel for most of their shows. But normally what I do, since we cover them on my tuning into sci-fi TV podcast is uh, I only watch the first episode because oftentimes they'll put screeners up for the first two or three, or sometimes even half season or more before it even airs. But I always make sure to only watch one episode because I want to be able to give the listeners on that podcast kind of like some spoiler free impressions, you know, help to promote the show for sci-fi and also get myself uh, acclimated to it. And for me, when I watched this first episode, I was really intrigued. So I then, you know, watched that first episode, put out a tweet. Um, It was about two weeks before the show had premiered just to say, hey, I think this might actually be something you folks might want to check out. I think I tagged Emily and Mel. Emily replied like within the hour. (laughs) And um, I then decided to watch the second episode right away, which I I never do. Because I really was intrigued with where this might go. Now, the first one also, while I love it and it's good, I wasn't, you know, like in love with it right off that first one. But I'm like really intrigued. It, it was episode two. Uh, that, Yeah, man, that just and we'll talk about that on the next podcast more. But that's what really did it for me.
0: Do you think, OK, best case scenario, season five comes out but it's on a streaming service where you get all the episodes at once.
1: Oh, don't would give me you, a Sophie's choice. Don't give me a Sophie's choice.
0: Would be able to stop yourself?
1: <laughs> I have talked for years, again, on other podcasts about I, how much I dislike the drop all the episodes at once, the binge model. I love to savor things. And certainly with Herb, I want to have a week. I need a week to digest mm. it, to talk about it, and so forth. So if all the episodes were there, um, I mean, I, oh man, it would be hard. I mean, I have a life, um, okay. I need to work. <laughs> so it's not like I could stay up all night, but it, I, yeah, I've wondered, I mean, that came up in conversation, certainly a couple of times when we weren't sure if we were going to get renewed, that if we did get picked up by like a Netflix or something, how would we all handle if it was a drop them all? And, and I very honestly, purposely have not thought too much about it. I really it don't know. Kind of hurts know. to
0: think about, doesn't it? Because you'd you'd have to stay off of Twitter because like you'd that have... that would be
1: a killer. That's what I mean. Yeah,
0: you'd have severe FOMO because other people aren't going to be able to stop.
1: No, God, goodness, no, Murpurs, But are I you kidding me?
0: Do love the angst of like waiting a week.
1: Well, I love the fact, as as most of you know, I mean, Twitter has been the one of the primary reasons why the show is was able to get four seasons so far because of the sport and the fans there. So I know I just adored. Um, after having the episode airings on Fridays, uh, at least until the end of the run, um, being Friday nights that, you know, you had the weekend just to look on Twitter, see what theories were out there, see what things I had missed, see how someone took something slightly different than I did initially and, and where it might go. I love that. And in the binge model, like you said, you if you haven't seen them all, you got to stay off there. Yeah. And the thing that also kind of fascinates me too is uh, I know for many of the newer URPers who found the show like during pandemic and such, you know, you already had many seasons available to be able to, you know, just jump right into them. And what I'm wondering in our conversations as we go through these with a little more time, uh, for those of you that are coming along with us, if you'll see things differently because you won't be watching them literally back to back to back. I mean, naturally the instinct when you find a show a few seasons after it's been out and enjoy it, you just want to gobble it all up. But sometimes that can mean you're going to miss things. So I'm wondering in our conversations if we'll hit some of that. And that's what I would worry about. You know, I try not, even on Netflix shows, I greatly enjoy, and there are several, I try not to watch too many of them too quickly, because at least I know for me as a viewer, I tend to see more when I don't feel like I have to get to the next
0: one. I'm curious to see if you caught anything or saw something slightly different in this episode, because I'm sure you and I have seen them, you've seen them many more times than I have, but. There are little things that I caught that I was like, you just, there are things that each time you watch it, you watch, like you said, for different reasons. Sometimes it's just for pure enjoyment. Sometimes you're doing a project. Sometimes you're going into it with a critical eye already focused on something. And here I was just like wide open. Like, what did I not catch the first time? And what, what maybe was in this episode that spans across the whole Series that I missed. The biggest thing that stood out for me watching this was, and I found myself yelling at the TV in excitement a few times, almost <laughs> like I was watching it all over again. To the point that my wife rolled her eyes at me and said, "You need to settle down." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, it's why." No, no, I know she's badass. <laughs> So (laughs) I got, I was like, wow, it's still hitting me, but how episode one and not just episode 412, well, episode 101 and episode 412, um, but episode one in season four bookend each other so well and little things like we start the series April 1st, we finish season four April. So it's like it starts at the beginning of April. It pauses. I don't want to say ends. <laughs> <laughs> in April.
1: It was April 9th.
0: Is it April 9th?
1: Yes. Okay. The final
0: episode. Um and I'm watching it and I'm freaking out because we're at Curtis's funeral and Kevin, there's no snow.
1: See, this is one of my notes. And and this is an observation not a specific thing. But in general, I realized in watching this one from that point of view is this was the time being the first season they shot in the fall. Mm -hmm. So we're not seeing anybody's breath. They're not like you said, we're not seeing snow. Right. They're wearing T-shirts and other things outdoors, which we almost never got until 4B.
0: We're in the tomato garden. There's green grass. Things are (laughs) thriving. And I'm yelling at the TV no snow no snow so just the yeah. way it happened with covid in production to have them align with the way they started it was mm-hmm. it blew my mind and i'm yeah. sure people pointed this out before but it was just going back and seeing it in your face again i was just like oh my gosh the way this book ends with episode 1 and 412 it, it was just
1: amazing yeah because we've also got two, we certainly see it throughout the series, but, but one of the things that is really highlighted to me in this first episode too is the beauty of Calgary. Yeah. There are several looks in this episode, and, and not that it doesn't look great you know, in the winter when it's cold or with snow, but we really see it in, uh, in two, two, three, four shots from this episode. Just seeing that landscape and, and all that's there Again, because it's all green and you get to see it kind of now too. So uh, that's a, a key thing there. And another big thing for me, just in a general, excuse <clears> me, <throat> observation was I felt there was much more humor in this first episode than I had remembered from most of my watches. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really, you know, at this point, the actors themselves are still learning the characters there's going to be several writers that come in. This first one was written by Emily, so obviously she's got much of a stronger handle on it. But a lot of the the jokes, especially from Winona, they still hit, but they were certainly a little more subtle, I thought, in this first one. And it definitely were the case of the captions. I'm reminded of seeing some of those lines. And they moved on so quickly that we don't get a chance to, like, laugh at them. They're funny, but we're moving on to more discussion. So you can't you can't afford to laugh. You'll miss it.
0: Right, and it's you know, especially in that pilot episode, it's setting up like, where are we? Who are we? You know, we we've got to get these some of these characters set up right away. We've got to get you know purgatory set up right away. We're getting backstory right away. So yeah, there's not as much time to notice those those yeah to write to the episodes. comic
1: beat yeah you can write to the comic beat and have a couple of seconds to enjoy the joke, but here. And Emily's talked about this, I know, in interviews, I'm not sure if it was on our podcast or some written ones about how, as a showrunner, you know, that script for your first episode, you can, you can be working on that for years. Just perfecting it, fine-tuning it, making sure to lay out the foundation of the universe and the story and all. Um, so it's almost like every word means something in this episode. Because, for that reason, like you're saying, because we're laying out the universe, the curse all that's going on there. It's like every word was just chosen to fit in here. Perfectly.
0: Going off of this bookending theme, you know, we've got the motorcycle. It plays this big role in the pilot episode. And then for 12, we have Wainona riding off on it again. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, you know, we don't see a ton of it. It, you know, quickly disappears. There's only a few episodes where it's in play. Um, but I just thought, oh, this is great that, you know, the motorcycle came back. That was such a great gift, too.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, that was in such a great way to tease us when, when she goes running into shorties, throwing the money at him. And we think she's going to get a horse.
0: <laughs> she says your best steed.
2: <laughs> <So>
1: yep. <laughs> that's the
0: other thing. When I was watching, I was like, um, okay, Gus gives her money. And then I forgot that that's what she used to pay for the for the horse. Uh, for the motorcycle <laughs> when she throws it at Shorty. Yep. Um, the shirt Nona wears is uh, the T-shirt she wears in her final scene in uh, the Purgatory episode. That shirt is brought back in season four twice. It's in Holy War part one, and it's in the, in the 412 episode. And I'm sure it's not new information, but I just wanted to shout out to whoever made that decision because I thought it was an amazing callback.
1: Let's face it, as we've learned over the years, from cast to crew to writers, these folks know how to make everything work. Just such a labor of love and, and yeah, bringing things back just to hit us because we see it and we recognize it creates that familiarity, whether it's that or even some of the music choices, Andrea Higgins and everything else, uh, as we're going to come to hear throughout the whole set of episodes, it just creates that whole uh, visual and, and auditory comfort level.
0: Yeah. And it could have just as easily gotten lost in wardrobe or just never been seen again. And for it to come out there, I was I was like, it's the shirt. It's the <laughs> same shirt. <laughs> uh, another thing, uh, you know, home was such a big thing in season four. And so home has kind of been like the idea of home, the word home has kind of been stuck in my head. So when Winona goes into the apartment above Shorty's, which I guess is where Waverly has been staying, I've right away noticed the word home on the wall. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's been, it's always been a theme. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's several times, you know, Kirsten asks Wynona if she lives there and she says not an, anymore, but by the end of the episode, she's staying. Uh, Waverly says, this is our home Wynona, and I'll protect it even if you won't. So just that whole idea of coming home, where's home, defending home. Yeah. Not lost on me at all.
1: No, no, no. It's kudos. Kudos for bringing that one out. Cause that, that's absolutely a big part of why it's there. Yeah, and speaking of home, you know, one thing that caught me talking about jumping ahead, looking at things from season four. I remember in season four when they we had the episode where Winona had to be the the uh, on the truck, you know, the basically the the guard for the stuff that was they were trying to get back to Purgatory, the goods and all that. Yes. You know when uh, you know when they had the uh, the tires blown out and the driver's like I'm out of here and Winona chooses to 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 basically stand up and protect things for the folks of purgatory, which for her was a big deal after all that they've done to her. The thing that I found very interesting talking about home, as we see it play out later in the episode, the fact that on the bus, when Kirsten got off, Winona was willing to go out there and put herself in jeopardy to basically help a stranger, someone she'd met five minutes before. Again, as much as we say that she doesn't want any of this or tried to, push away from it instinctually she wants to protect and help other people I think and, and that doing that there really resonated more with me this time through thinking about how far she has come by the end of the series yeah. uh, season four at least
0: it's so funny that you uh, I'm having another goosebump moment maybe I need to see a doctor I don't know it's just what this show does to me so I have that in my scenes I want to expand on and it kind of that scene branches into two different spots for me. One, it, it, there's such a parallel between that season four, um, it's the Afraid episode four hundred four, right? Yep. Where the mm-hmm. you know stagecoach get they run over the tire strips, um, and it's that's when Doc is going to rob the stagecoach. And before that happens, you know Wynona's just taking in the countryside. She's looking out the window. Uh, the guy who she calls her Wiener, um, he says, oh, there's nothing out there. And Nona looks out and she's like, it's beautiful. And she's just, it's such a far cry from when she's entering purgatory on that bus, claiming to not live there anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's, you know, claiming this land as her own. She's talking about the people as, the, as her own. Um, they get the flat. And she's like, we should check it out. And he's like, no, we should not get ourselves killed. And this is exactly what the bus driver said in the pilot episode where he's like, no, we're not going out there. And she's like, no, we have to go out there. Kirsten's out there. So it's like immediately I see that 404 episode and then I watch this episode and it's like. Was it intentional? I don't know, but my mind immediately goes to, this is like exactly the same situation. You know, he says, this is demon shit. We're talking about 404 now. Um, Who cares about these townies? And she's like, I do. I'm a purgatorian. She calls herself a purgatorian. Yes. Yes. Our Nona, who's like, this town sucks. like, And now she's like, I'm a purgatorian.
1: Yeah. And, and we see so much of it in this first episode from Nedley to even people at the funeral, giving her the side eye to to Waverly and everybody else. She has gone through so much, Um, you know, thinking, you know, talking about seeing demons and being committed and everything else, but still as much as she has been hurt, it's still in her instinct to, to help, you know, she might, she might want to deny it, might not want to admit it, Certainly has plenty of reason not to want to do it. But she just can't not do it.
0: This is this is the scene where my 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 wife rolled her eyes at me because Winona, I just had this like epiphany, and I'm like, Winona has been the hero from day one. Before she even got off the bus, Kevin, she was the hero. She doesn't know Kirsten. For all purposes, she shouldn't give a hoot about Kirsten, you know, being the tough guy Winona that she is. But immediately she's like, this, we can't leave this girl out there. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, but wait a minute. Like, she wasn't even the heir then, Kevin. No. Because she wasn't even 27 yet. That doesn't happen until she's in the woods and her phone rings. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. before she even became the heir, she's acting like this hero because it's who she's always been. And it's and it's a
1: big part for me of why we love her. Yeah. Because we know it's not a as much as we watch the the herb sister relationship develop, Wynona talks about wanting to take care of Waverly and protect her and always be there for her and so forth. Here's an example where, like you said, she's she has not become the heir. She doesn't have do my air quotes folks, air powers or mm-hmm. skills or anything. And she's out there in the woods trying to keep Kirsten from losing her head, but it's too late. Right.
0: It's before the stroke of midnight. It's before she has peace, so it's not peacemaker, it's not the curse, it's who she's always been.
1: All she's got is a frickin' tire iron, yeah, <laughs> and, and she knows what's out there. This isn't just someone who's nice on the bus thinking it's a coyote or two. She right. knows what's out there and how she dangerous
0: says she's it. heard this before,
1: yeah, yeah, and she's willing to to put herself in jeopardy so that's again, that just really strikes me again, you know, for the sake of this rewatch, thinking about that. You know, that's foundational stuff. I mean we're gonna build on that through the rest of the four seasons.
0: Yeah it's always been her. It's always mm-hmm. been her. It's not the mm-hmm. curse it's not the the gun it's just it's who she's always been. and she may not have always believed in herself. Uh, but yeah, it's always been her. Wow look at that you, you just checked off two of my boxes <laughs> bam with one home from home That wasn't in my home category. <laughs>
1: But I think if this is what we talk about, you reinforcing that. It, it's part of what makes things tie together and really show it shows the the sides of that, you know, we talk, I think whether it's on podcasts or not, sometimes we talk about as we as we get older, um, things that happen in our lives, both good and bad, and how they impact us. And and they some of them change us permanently. Some of them just impact us. They can they can help to build who we are, they can that make us stronger. They can sometimes knock us down, whatever it might be. And we're seeing right off the bat, just who she's really made of, who she really is just in those first five minutes with that bus situation.
2: Right.
0: And what's also interesting too, is that we see that nobody else sees that not yet. Nope. It's just for us, for the audience Um, because, you know, Gus certainly doesn't see it. Nedley doesn't see it. Even Waverly is not seeing it at this point.
1: No, and and I'm curious. Tell me, another of my points. For this discussion is, and you brought each of them up there. How tough everybody is on Winona. Everyone from Gus just basically telling her to get away to, to that scene near the railroad tracks with Nedley. You know, why'd you come back? Even Waverly, as much as he loves her, you know, talking about when when Winona wants to to just take off and, and Waverly's just telling her, no, I mean, all of them are just banging her down every time she turns around.
0: It, that, that's one of the things that to this day, like I'm always like team Winona because <laughs> you did, you know, and then we see it as we go on that like all these things that they thought were wrong with her, it was all true. And yeah. we're we're already seeing little bits of it in episode one, but as we go on, it just solidifies more and more that no, she was always right. Like everything has been cuckoo bananas, and it wasn't her psychotic breaks. It wasn't that that scene in the alley. Oh, what episode is it? You know the one after the the thing at the Wainwright when Nedley says, "You know this town is what." we made
1: yeah we are yeah we made Yeah, she
0: is what we made her yep just so true it's like she is a product of her environment in all these circumstances yeah i don't know
1: mm-hmm.
0: she had it rough
1: <laughs> she had it brutal is what she had it
0: yeah and then yeah. when we see all this other stuff come out about how and this will come up again later too this wasn't even in my notes but here we go you know, not only that, but then Ward was horrible, not only to mama, but to the girls, as we
1: oh yeah, slowly well, find yeah. out. hmm
0: And we don't find mm-hmm. out a lot of that until season four.
1: No, that's yeah, much later. So Yep. Um very very true.
0: Yeah. Wow. Home took us all the way all over the place. Uh some more of my bookends, and now I mean we already got deep with home, but we're just gonna I'm going to really shoot for it here. The okay corral comes up in the pilot episode and then bam brings it all back around in season four. Like we didn't hear much about the okay corral the rest of the time, but here we have it in the pilot episode. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, doc freaking brings up the okay corral in mm-hmm. the very first episode. And then it's, Basically, season four is about the OK Corral.
1: And my notes, too, talking about that scene. I'm going to go there because I know many of us talked about it, but it just boom, like just an absolute brick wall. Stop it. Think about it. Go back and rewatch it in that encounter in the bar with Winona, When she's talking about, you know, him, Wyatt being the gunslinger and all that. Doc's quote, sometimes life chooses for us. Yep. That is the entire freaking series. Yes. Entire show, everything, every single thing that they're going to go through, the idea of fate, destiny, as opposed to choice, taking control of your own life, regardless of circumstance, that quote right there, when you look at that, you listen to that after having watched the four seasons and think about it, there it is right there.
2: Right.
1: Winona thinks she is stuck being in the air. She, all that goes on there, Bolshar, everything else, Waverly being stuck in purgatory, everything.
0: And how many times in season four does Doc say, Winona has taught us that there's always another always way?
1: Always another way. Yeah. Always. That is some of the most, most emotional stuff for me it's certainly in that second half of season four, when a lot of those things are happening is doc and his ability to see that. And to whether he brings it up in terms of mentioning Winona teaching him that, or when he makes the choice, uh, you know, with the bullets and the guns so that they backfire on him instead of shooting Winona. Um, again, the, the idea that you're, you're, you're not stuck with fate. You can make it yourself. And, and, Having him say that because he's got the hundred and whatever it is, 50, 60 years to be dwelling on it in the well and all that's going on, you know, yeah, life chooses for us. But just because it does, doesn't mean we have to accept it.
2: Right.
1: You know, and that is really what we're going to wait and watch play out in the relationships, in the storylines, in all of it. The the thing that just reminds, for me, reminds us to come back and say, just because circumstance, much like with the wine owner in this first episode, just because everybody's going to dump on you, just because everybody's going to blame you, doesn't mean if you can't take a look at it all and find a way to make a difference, choose to make a difference, choose to try to find a way. I mean, she got off the bus in the hopes of helping a stranger. She turns out she didn't. And then she ended up by the end of the episode having dolls use that over her head, claiming they were going to charge her with murder unless you joined Black Badge. So even her trying to help appeared to backfire on. Yeah. I mean, those are the kind of things, though, that can break people, that that can make them accept that destiny idea, air quotes, because so many things go wrong that they just feel doesn't matter. You know, that's, that's the worst point to get to. You think it doesn't matter. When it does, just because a lot of those Circumstances that are like right in your face are telling you that doesn't mean there can't sometimes, as we learned from Winona, be another way. Exactly. It just gave me goosebumps to hear it this time. Yeah. I mean, and, Tim delivers it beautifully, but it just wow.
0: Well, and to to see it, you know, right there in front of us the whole time. And I didn't I didn't pay that much attention to any of the okay corral story until it came and slapped us in the face later on
2: mm-hmm.
0: because it was just kind of dropped. And then, but you know, the, the foundation was there and it was, it was more solid than I had realized at the time with, you know, Doc t- talking about how, why it wanted to be a farmer. And then 30 seconds in the okay corral and a gunslinger, he was made sometimes life chooses for us. And then it comes right back to us in season four.
1: Yeah. And we've, you know, how many of us too have seen in other things in life, certainly as we've gotten older, um, how, you know, the, the victors are the ones who end up writing history. doesn't mean it's a truthful telling it's from the victor's point of view. And this is from a circumstance point of view that he became the gunslinger. Um, And it just reminds us again, those circumstances or someone on the outside looking in sometimes interprets it one way when it's truly not, because as you said, what comes out there in in, uh, season four when, when doc is watching the old time movie of him of why talking about how, you know, claiming doc shot first,
2: Mm.
1: you know, and then how many people have seen that and therefore made a judgment of doc holiday that was incorrect.
0: Right. Well, even who, as I'm going through the purgatory episode, it's like my initial. Um, perception of who doc and his character was in let's say the first three episodes is so different going back and looking at it
1: now that's why i love these rewatches (laughs) you talked about it with the vision quest none of us will ever look at bobo slash robert swain the same way again in any Mm -hmm. of our rewatches and this is another example of it with with doc you know from from the revenant saying hey we think it was you that shot took that shot at carl yeah, he's not going to give in right. you know he's going to he's he is so good at playing all sides of it that us as viewers at that point are like do we trust him should we trust him do we like him we don't know so that's the beauty of some writing and an acting to to give us that that breath of what it is and how we make a judgment and i hopefully for me and many of other folks is it teaches us, hopefully, that as you go on in shows, whether it's ERP or anything else, be careful how you make a judgment of someone too early without enough information. Right. And that's back to the Winona thing. The town is still judging her, even though she's the one who got off the bus and tried to help.
0: Yeah. And you know, maybe they don't her, have
1: all the information.
0: And maybe her ways of doing things aren't always conventional, but her intention is always for the good, right?
1: Well, and it's the same way going back now. And that ties into the whole situation with Waverly. She wants to protect her. No, I don't want you investigating the curse. No, I'm not giving you the gun. Just forget it. Forget it. Let's leave it. She is trying to protect her. That's her intention. You know, it's not certainly the way Waverly is seeing it. But again, the intention is she is trying to do good for her. But Waverly doesn't see it that way. Certainly not initially.
0: The whole Doc and Winona, like, Going back now, their connection was already established from day one, where she's defending him when stupid Carl's talking about him. like She doesn't even know he's still something that still exists in modern day. And stupid Carl's calling him Doug Holiday and... Mm-hmm. says, you know, oh, he probably got the clap, and that's, you know, what did him in, and she immediately gets defensive of a man she doesn't even know, other than from history books and stories, and she says, no, it's Doug, it, you know, it's Doc Holliday, and it was TB, um, and then him shooting that that shot when they're at the homestead and Waverly's in trouble, you know, we're kind of led to believe that that was Dolls, but. It was Doc. And so here, it, right off the bat, it's like she's defending him before she even knows he's a modern day thing to defend. And he's immediately saving the day for the Earp sisters, his greatest love of all right there in the beginning. Yeah,
1: But at this point in the series, what's your opinion? On oh, I why thought it he was a total that?
0: bad guy. I thought he was horrible until like three yeah, episodes but why, in.
1: Why, my, specifically though, why did he help? Why did he shoot stupid car?
0: I don't know that I had an idea. What's your idea.
1: <laughs> I wasn't well, thinking- I think for me, certainly for the early doc that we see in the beginnings of season one, I think since he, he's not the revenant, so he's not like he's with them. He, and because poker is his thing. And if you're a poker player, what you want to keep are options. You want to understand the players in the game and, and their motivations. Try to see if you can get their tell and everything else. I think he wanted to make sure that he still had both sides in play, the Herps and the Revenants, so he could wait and see how it played out to see which side he's going to lean to. Mm.
0: I think, I think he was meant to crawl out of that well at the very same time. I think it was all, I don't think it was like, Oh, there just happens to be a rope. I think it's like that. That was the, the drop that started the whole ripple like Winona going down there. And it was like, it reactivated fate as far as doc and Winona were concerned.
1: Well, and it shows and all of us certainly see this from the upper fandom point of view. If, if you look back at some of the history of what's happened over the years to keep the show going, sometimes things that seem totally inconsequential to one person end up tying you to someone else, which leads to something else that allows you all to do something. I mean, like you said, I mean, Winona threw that down there years and years ago. It wasn't until present day as of this episode that she went down to get it, like you said, and left the rope that let him get out to eventually be there to help her <laughs> and lead to everything that we're going to get. I mean, it wasn't a plan of either of them.
0: Right. And at you that know? time, I still thought Doc was a total jerk face. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, he's been on her side this whole time, this whole time.
1: Well, I'm not so sure he was on her side. That's what I'm saying. Certainly, I think We'll see how I
0: feel when we get to episode two. Yeah,
1: let's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In this episode, I was still very romanticized by him.
1: Yes. Well, but we're also getting introduced to her, as we can tell, obviously, the show's named after her, as our potential hero. So, as viewers, I think, for me, I want to protect her and I want to care about the people who do or don't. So, yeah, certainly I'm thinking at first, you know, this guy, can't trust this guy, which is true to a certain degree. But also with that whole thing, the shot and it probably not being dolls is like, I'm like raising an eyebrow, like, ooh, this could be interesting, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I think from a storytelling point of view, that's a wonderful way to do it. Not black and white, just like real life. If yeah, things are not black and white. Lots and of gray.
0: S- and like you know, the pilot gives us answers right away sets the tone but also leaves us with so many questions <laughs> <laughs> like every episode basically does
1: well that's that's great writing though they want you to come back
0: for more exactly and boy <laughs> did we ever um, my final bookend uh, point
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I might get flack for this and I maybe this has been brought up before when Winona shot Holtz it wasn't the first time she shot a man in the back because she shot her dad in the back. So we start out right off the bat. And I'm not saying it was intentional, but I was just like, Oh my God. She, because what Waverly says, no, when says the only person this gun ever killed was daddy. And that's in the beginning, right? And then I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, going forward, it kills so many other people. But how many were men like, and not revenants, right? So then I'm like, there's another bookend. She shoots a human with it the very first time she ever shoots it. And then it's someone in the back. And then again, she shoots someone in the back. But I was like, whoa.
1: And to add to that beautiful bookend. As we've learned by having the four seasons to look at, we discover that certainly in my mind, and for many of us, I think, we eventually come to think that Peacemaker is in some way sentient. It's, it's, it's able to do things. You know, it, it worked for Waverly with the Rosita situation. Um, it sometimes fizzled and didn't work when, when Willa comes back. and Wynonna's Are you going
0: where I think you're going? <laughs> you're laying this down, aren't you? I hope you're going where I think you're going.
1: Well, where I'm going is once we learn that. So did Wynona shoot her dad in the back or did Peacemaker?
0: Right. Was it an accident?
1: Okay. I mean, as we discovered, you brought it up earlier. Ward, Ward was not a good guy. No. Did Peacemaker decide, okay, this is a good time. To take care of him. I have goosebumps again.
0: And I rewound 42,000 times to see if I could see what color it was, but there was no color. What color because do you think it was? she's
1: not the heir.
0: So you'd think the color didn't come until she was I don't. Heir. I don't
1: think it did. No. Okay. I, I follow where you're going. Good, excellent perspective. But I'm, and I, yeah, because I don't see anything, what we see on screen. And, and I'm not sure there even was. I'm just saying this is one of those question marks. Mm-hmm. Was it Peacemaker or was it? right the fact that it was wine owner before she could actually wield it because we also saw in this episode too when wine owner does decide to get the gun he's going to plan to use it when she goes for the target practice <laughs> sign she's horrible um and and the shot she eventually takes when waverly's you know strung up on the noose and everything else you know
2: perfect magical bounces, shot.
1: it's a magical shot so that's that's is that Winona question mark or is that peacemaker taking care of business right so that's that's where I go back to the shooting daddy in the back kind of
0: thing. yeah I like that part too when um, referring to peacemaker and Winona's shot when dolls asks her if she's good with a gun like Wyatt she says I don't do guns I couldn't hit a lawman at zero paces which is just so interesting because again like she doesn't really do guns we see what a horrible shot she is it's like was she a horrible shot or was it the gun being a horrible shot or
1: was mm-hmm. she just
0: not skilled until peacemaker kind of started until they worked together
1: and, and to go talk about a rabbit hole. We won't do it for this whole episode, but at <laughs> some point we will um, just the idea that, you know, we we're discovering a little bit about peacemaker in this episode and all, but I mean, to think about what we all get with it from the colors to, like I said, the idea of possible sentience, i never would imagine that early on right. never just oh this is the magic gun this is the MacGuffin that they're going to use to build you know part of the lore of the series on but to think about then all that we eventually saw that's why i say coming back here to the beginning and watching ward get shot in the back it just we now have more layers we got our onions got more layers to feel back yeah
0: and how much we would go on to discover i mean Peacemaker, you know, a gun, a sword, a key to the stairs, uh <laughs> colors, no colors, that, that that amazing shot we get right off in the pilot where we see the inside of Peacemaker.
2: Yes. Yep.
0: Table that because we see some of that stuff later on that mm-hmm. I've made note of. We can talk about later. But yeah, just I mean, how long do you want your episodes to be? We could go <laughs> on and on, people.
1: This is one of those. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Right. Anne. Put a pin in it. And we gotta come back to that. I
0: put a pin in it. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but so that's as far as I got with my my book. I mean, that's just my bookend ideas. And then just, you know, silly things I noticed. Um, you know, I never noticed stupid Carl saying in the bar to Winona, if I could leave purgatory, I'd never come back. I never mm. questioned him making that statement before. But in retrospect, now that we know he's, you know we didn't know he was a demon when he said that right now it's like oh well that makes sense because they can't leave the triangle but at the time I I just didn't even listen to it
1: I know and Wynonna does a great job with dolls at the end when you know dolls is not aware of all this either when he's talking about being concerned about the the revenants going and killing every man woman and child And Wynonna's like "Eh, no they can't leave you know but that information is classified so I mean her awareness of a lot of this too um you know, just makes it tie in beautifully. Uh, and I know it's, it, it's just a fun thing having heard Emily talk about it in interviews and all. Just the idea of stupid Carl um, and a nickname like that and bringing that joke back, you know, much, much later in the season. And having us all really key off and have fun with it. Um, you know, to talk about the, another one of these uh, items to add into the lightning in a bottle idea of what Herb and the Herbers are. Just, you know, they can't know as writers or as what they're building is going to work later in the season. Sometimes you're just amazed at how well it does. The stupid Carl jokes are just so perfectly done uh, for something that's really a throwaway. I just, I don't know. I just appreciate it.
0: Yeah. That and, you know, never get off the bus, which would go on to be the motto of the Earpers, right?
1: Yeah, there you go
0: right there there you
1: go emily bringing it back herself describing you know how things work with her driving the bus and none of us fans get to drive it and you know we can get on and off it so i just love that i love how it all can tie in that way
0: champs tattoo champs yeah champs why did it sound? i try not to say his name very often so now that i just said it out loud it didn't even sound right to me
1: <laughs> doesn't sound good coming off doesn't your tongue sound good at all
0: uh that guy his tattoos I never paid attention before but I swear there's angels and demons his tattoos are angels and demons and a bunch of other things but I'm gonna have to blow that up later on I'm gonna put a pin in that I'm just bringing it up now if you know' You're other challenging listeners. our listeners I'm challenging have. them to if this hasn't been <laughs> examined us on Twitter before, or email us <laughs> look it up I swear I saw a devil with some horns and it's either an angel or a um, or a Cupid it's very cherub looking. Uh, I was like, don't even tell me this angels and demons thing was like right in front of us the whole time on champs arms.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Looking forward to that. Cause that one I did not. Get.
0: <laughs> so blow it up. Let us know. I want to see <laughs> screenshots, do your homework. Uh, <laughs> someone get on that. Uh, I know this has been mentioned before, but the well has changed over time. From uh, what yes. we saw in the beginning. Yep. This one had a roof.
1: Um, and again, for those of you who love to pull the string, again, remember magical well, magical well. That's why, why don't I didn't run into Doc, <laughs> as Emily has said. Keep in mind, it's a magical well.
0: <laughs> uh, another fun trivia I thought I would point out was that the girl on the Purgatory sign, her name is Little Cindy. Mm-hmm. I know that has has come up before.
1: Um, and remember, it's only remember it's only seven away.
0: Yeah, seven what? There's
1: always seven. Seven not stops, miles, miles. Not kilometers, stops.
0: <laughs> seven gas stations <laughs> away. We don't know. <laughs> and we got our first mention of the bedrock and getting around it in this episode, too. So, like, that was. That set I totally too.
1: missed for several watches and rewatches early on. Yeah, didn't catch that. So, again, that's why I say, Emily, just literally every word in this pilot has value and meaning to what's going to build. So, that's a, no, excellent observation that I did not catch earlier.
0: Um, and then the last, is this the last thing? Oh, no. Heavens no, I've got more. Um, we have Waverly when, um, you know, they're fighting. Can I, after- can I
1: interrupt you for a moment, Darren, uh-huh. to say best character entrance ever? With all oh due respect to respect the Caperell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Best character entrance ever. <laughs>
0: so good. The kicking down the door. I watched that over and over again. And then the worst <laughs> hands up in the air. Worst birthday, worst birthday ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and she's like, "Why, Nona?" <laughs> and it's been three years, and this is how they greet each other, right?
1: And if we're uh, going to go into our angel uh, rabbit hole. All the pillow feathers floating around her. Is that all that white it's supposed to mean? Right. Angelic.
0: And at the same time, Champ's there with all of his demon and angel tattoos. <laughs> it's all right in front of us mm. the whole time. Mm. Telling you. She, so she says, oh, yeah, run. You always do. Right. Waverly says that to white so, like a stab, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have season four, Holy War, part one, when Doc and Winona are talking in that heart-wrenching porch scene, and we hear Winona say, "I never run." So, you know, here we have Waverly accusing her of being a runner because, in her, her perception is her reality, right? Winona ran. That's all she sees is that Winona left when things got too hard.
1: And again, that's from Waverly's perspective, the younger sister. Now, Winona chose to go thinking she was helping right. Waverly by not having to have her deal with that. So, yes, that's the perception where we appear to be running. When in reality, it's not. No. No.
0: And again. so then we have it later on with the I never run. And it's just like, oh, the way mm-hmm. it comes back around. Just so good.
1: It is. It is. And, and the, the beautiful thing of a lot of this is, I know for me anyway, um, a lot of these things, and you've done a beautiful job just so far bringing out several of the bookends and so forth. Some of these things, I'm sure, were conscious decisions. Some were not. It's just the beautiful synergy that happens sometimes of being able to have things like this work out or it's all of us as human beings we look for order in the universe we we look for connection and sometimes it truly was planned to be there certainly when you're talking about you know books shows whatever and sometimes it's just a beautiful circumstance
0: yeah
2: it's,
1: it's... And, and some of these i'm sure are and some aren't and very honestly i'm just saying folks because i i, I kevin doesn't really need to know i just love that and sees it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like you choose to see what you want to see. It's like you, you have your heart broken for the first time and you swear every song on the radio is like a heartbreaking breakup song. A heart- yes. It's so it's like once you fall in love with her, you just see it everywhere. And you're like this, I'm sure this is, and you know, I'll give Emily and the writers as much credit. It, you know, I'm sure she'd be the first to be like, no, we didn't plan that at all. But in my yeah. mind, it's just also magical and glorious. I'm like, Yes, you did. You know
1: you did. You did it. Yeah, and we're going to have these conversations about the fact that all the outside shots of the homestead have it being a single level. Internally, we see a second level. Um, I've seen many Earpers put together floor plans and shots from different episodes and all. And I love the passion, but for me, that's somewhere I don't tend to go.
0: (laughs) Don't pull the thread.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't tend to pull many threads. I will pull some. I don't tend to pull as many as others will, but I'm sure we're going to as we look at some of this. Um, But it's just, it's the fun aspect of when you see the excitement of wanting to go deeper on something you, you adore.
0: So the first Erp sister moment. Oh
1: God, hold on. I got to get my tissues. (laughs) All right, go ahead. I'm ready.
0: Is that main street purgatory? Is that that hug?
1: That's the first hug. Yeah. It is definitely the first hug. Um, it's, it's a gif I use probably hundreds of times. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, yes, that is the first hug. Um, just look at Waverly uh, the way, you know, the Dom does that. Damn it. Talk about hanging on for dear life when you hug someone um, that, that, you know, from an acting point of view is just so beautiful to, to see how that's done. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I got to go there uh, because, you know, we've got two baby girls in this episode. Yep. Two. Now, for those who might not be aware, um, there are only three in season one. Really? Yes. So we got two of them here. Actually, um, the other one comes much later in the season. I want to give it away for those of you who might be paying close attention. But yes, I believe we get three in season one. Um, I've got the numbers somewhere. I'd have to look them up, to be honest with you. But yeah, this they uh, each year we get more of them. Yeah. So they, they escalate. And it, you know, it doesn't matter now on rewatches. Anytime when I hear them, I mean literally all the hairs, back of my next stand up, I have to take a breath in. Cause it's like, you know, when you get something really cool. To, you know eat something really cold it like takes my breath away their meaning because it just all transports to the emotional side of the show right down to the herb sister panel at herb expo sharing the collage of those with mal and dom and talking about the impact of those that is just one of those lovely lovely emotional things that herb and in life that just takes on a life of its own and it has a meaning so much um and and you know I say it every time podcasts panels wherever I've had the honor of talking with our pers- the fact that so many people on Twitter will reach out and share one of those and tag me on it or mention they saw one and that they thought of me and so forth it is so humbling so again another thank you to to all of you because I've been very upfront and honest about how emotional those make me um, right down to the set visit when I found the location where they shot that scene with the forehead kiss. Yes. And just touching that wall and and making me cry in public, looking like an idiot. This from a TV show.
0: Right. Well, I think we all have at least one thing about the show that is our thing. Right. And some of us have several, but some of the, some of the moments or some of the, the symbols in the show mean more to us than with other people, and I think we've all just kind of found our thing. You know, some people are like, uh, you know, I love when Winona flips the bird, which we get at least one of in this episode. Uh, so it's like it starts right out of the bat, right? We we get a Herb sister moment right away. We get the flipping of the bird right away. We get we can see how it's just all right in front of us, right from the get go, and how it all just. Builds exponentially as we go on,
1: and, and I love and this to flip to the Erpers side of it. What I truly adore having I mean, watch this um, for so many years now is that, as you said, each person has that touch tone, whatever it might be, and we all, as Erpers, just love that we each have our thing. It doesn't have to be my thing. Uh, I, I I may love as much what your thing is but we all appreciate it and accept it and that accepting nature of the erpers means that i get to see other things i may not have seen as well or maybe haven't appreciated as much when i see someone else talk passionately about it be it on twitter or by creating gifts or talking to folks at cons or wherever it might be and and that's what's just made or just exponential for me in that sense is Sure, uh, I and many other people can go through and talk about all those baby girls and the ARP sister relationship or folks certainly are going to go with the beautiful uh, you know, way Hut development and what that means to them and the community in this show. And, but we each can have them, but it's not a competition. Right. One isn't better than another. They're each special and we all can talk to each other about all of them. And that's just phew, mind blown.
0: Well, we all kind of cheer each other on and nobody's wrong, you know, nobody. No, because it's not
1: a competition. It's not a right and wrong.
0: No, you could be a a huge Bobo lover and people be like, I get why you love Bobo. I could totally see it. And I think that's, you know, the great thing about this or that, you know, the villains who are supposed to be villains, you know, we love them all. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. not stupid Carl, but even he has his redeeming (laughs) qualities that we all seem to like to make. We we
1: won't go down the champ side of things either, but you know. I
0: couldn't even say his name right. Um, (laughs) Oh. But yeah, so I I saw that. And, you know, now that I know you better too, you know, that brings a whole different element to my watch is that, you know, I watch scenes and I'm like, that's where Kevin got his first herb sister hug. I'm (laughs) sure this is still a a great thing for him
1: (laughs) and some folks have asked certainly you know why does it mean so much to me um and and and, you know and it's totally in a loving way and and it's it's interesting you know i know and you haven't yet had the pleasure of watching lost girl um so, no spoilers, but the, the Beau and Kenzie relationship, the sister relationship, those characters there is something that I enjoyed before Herb came along. And, and that meant a lot to me uh, as someone who has two sisters. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're all very close there. So, th- there are certainly things that bring that to the forefront uh, and make you, you know, look at that and, and see it. And, and it's just the way it's been so ex- accepted uh, and, and so much appreciated that makes it even more so as we each come across these things Um, because I I, want to discover more. That's part of the fun. Hopefully this podcast too is, is I I love that idea that you're probably going to see something that I'm not. It's all our listeners. And it just is, is so fun to talk about it in the moment or to be surprised as you brought some of these things up Um, and and hit them, you know, to, to come across them. Uh, Oh, what, five and a half, six years after I first started watching it. And it's still fresh. It's still new. It still hits me emotionally. Um, that's that's just the joy that I absolutely can't wait to get more of.
0: And, and the writing and the way that Dom and Mel portray these characters, I don't have a sister. I have a younger brother and we're not very close. This show makes me want to have a sister so badly. Like <laughs> even, you know, they're they're squabbling and the, you know, pouring grape soda down your nose like it, they just make it all seem so great and so special and it's just like I want a love like way hot and I want a sister.
1: The 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 heart and the love of the show in, in different relationships. Again, how, how lucky are we as fans to be able to get all these different things here uh, in the same show and, and in the same universe and have the same amount of folks out there appreciating them and bringing them to us and, and telling us about it and giving us a chance to see it differently the next time or to appreciate it more because we know what this meant to someone else? Um, you know, that that's kind of that whole discussion of art and entertainment and, and how it can move us and touch us. And, and it's not just us though, right? It's not just you or I watching and seeing these things. The reason we're doing a podcast, aside from appreciating each of us, even if, if significant others in our, in our homes might not, is because we love being able to talk about it and being able to touch each other with it. And that's where you know the idea of doing a podcast is so rewarding because we're doing it with all of you that are listening in. And And thinking about many of you sitting there hearing this and literally probably nodding your head. (laughs) Or yelling at us, we don't know. Or yelling at (laughs) us, we don't know. But we love that you're probably just as passionate like you talked about, you know, talking back to the screen or me getting emotional on this rewatch and taking zero notes the first time because I just wanted to totally just fall into it and then come back to it for the sake of Um, note-taking. I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself, but I just keep saying this is so very special that's why i keep wanting to revisit it
0: clearly we're not going to have a problem talking about the episodes
1: (laughs) my apologies if i'm repeating myself folks but i got very emotional with this you know idea of another chance to talk about the show um just because, I mean, the the For those who don't know, the Earp Sister feels that the, the video series that I did was just a rewatch between seasons. It was just another reason when I was going to do a rewatch. Like I said, I like to sometimes focus on something, so I thought I'd do something from the Herb Sister point of view, and then to have that happening right when the fight for Winona came up. So we didn't know if we were going to get the show back, and I was still only you know maybe a third of the way into that series. God, you're talking about emotions doing those, thinking about how much I love them, but also thinking that this might have been it. Right. This might have ended. How can that not just make my emotion go, you know, way off the chart even more now, the meaning of those? Um, so, and to think that the universe can give us the cast and Emily that we got to have Mel and Dom, two people who don't have sisters right? be able to create this relationship and wonder if they were doing it right. <laughs> okay. Just we're like, how could you have ever doubted that.
0: yourself for a minute?
1: If that doesn't tell you just how skilled and amazing they are. OMG. <laughs> they are amazing. And that's only one little, we've talked about one episode and just that is the first relationship to kind of talk a little bit about we haven't even seen the start of way hot yet think about all the directions you're gonna
0: go with that we we barely (laughs) i mean and looking at them too like they're just babies too just seeing how young they all are and how fresh they all look and you know we're we're we'll dive into Waverly later. Like, you know, it's just like, this is a heavy Winona scene. And we have this brief introduction where we see the sister relationship, but we don't know a ton about Waverly yet. Right. Other than, no, I don't even think we know that she's the nicest person in purgatory yet. We see her hug. An old we see lady, her hug someone that's right? certainly
1: setting it up. That's yeah. We, but don't we have haven't that.
0: heard that line yet. Um, yeah. To just like, it's it's all coming right it's just it's just
2: so <laughs> that's why I had for a lot of the, the emotion is hitting
1: me because <laughs> this is number one of 49 <laughs> episodes <laughs> and it's all like you bring you know you're bringing in so many great bookends and it's like a, a part of me is like breathe kev breathe because if i start letting the emotion of all of that rush in then i'm just going to be a babbling idiot
0: it's coming i want tears kevin <laughs> I want curse words. I want it all. This is content gold, Kevin. It's what the people want. Uh, see so Kevin had mentioned that we'll be looking at the the post postmortems. Is that what they were called that yes. um, Bridget had done with Emily, which. I can't believe starting at episode two, Bridget was fortunate enough to go through the whole four seasons, being able to recap with Emily after every episode. That is
1: amazing. And again, it's another thing we have to give major props to Emily on, because certainly early on, for those who may not have known this, you know, talk about under the radar shows. um, Wonderful for Bridget to read out, excuse me, reach out and have Emily be willing to do it. And then, as the show got more popular, covered by Entertainment Weekly, and you know, started getting awards and all these other things, Emily's still doing them with Bridget. Right. Okay, there's probably high-profile magazines and online sites that wanted her to do them with them, you know. But Emily stuck to it, and Bridget. And it's it's such a great resource, folks. If you're not aware of these, you know, uh, it's certainly something we'll have to put a link to our show notes in. Um, because this, they're going to fill in so much more about these episodes, especially at the point when you're going through it for the first time to right. get some insights. So highly, highly recommended.
0: And as someone who, you know, I I love research. I like knowing as much as I can about things and absorbing materials. Again, it's just this this great treasure trove of history of the show and the fandom by going back and doing the panels finding all the articles that have been written um you know and and just starting to to recognize the same names in the in the fandom too, uh, people like Bridget and Emily making herself available week after week like that is it's that's really amazing it's super loyal and
1: yeah, it's just super information too it just gives us so much more and and her humor obviously goes throughout um yeah. all of those too. And and yeah. Oh, so you
0: it's, can hear it like it's in her voice too. You can so hear it in her
1: voice, even in a printed interview. Yes. It's...
0: Great interviews, <laughs> well written, good yeah, questions. Kudos
1: to Bridget. I mean, I, you know, that's a lot of work to do that. I mean, her site, the TV Junkies, has got a lot of other her content and Canadian TV is what she covers. So it's just tons and tons of great stuff.
0: And then following uh, the behind the scenes that Allison Baker did as well. And for this episode it was the Inside Winona Earth, the beginning episode one. And what I took away from that BTS the most was Melanie talking about Emily at the end. And what Melanie says is, she's amazing. If there was a real life Winona, she would be it. And it's just so on the head. It's like, Emily had just finished describing Winona's character in this BTS as a really strong, powerful female character who was incredibly witty and funny, uh, sexy, quippy, warm and likable. And then to have Mel say, you know what, Emily's amazing. If, sh- if there were a real life Winona, she would be it. She's not wrong. <laughs> if you really look at it, it's like what we kind of learned about Emily. She kind of is Winona.
1: Yeah, and and another quote in the middle of that too that I had in my notes, similar vein, was Mel saying, "Quote, Emily inspires you to tell this amazing story of these people who are so real." That's what we talk about so often, folks in the TV world. These characters are real, and it's Emily with her inspiration and the way all of the actors bring so much of themselves to these characters that. that They mean so much to us because they're so real. And this is right from the get-go. I'm
0: very thankful to have them in my life.
1: i just so blessed. Again, all the things, think of all the things that had to fall in place for each of us, whether you were there when it premiered or whether you found it a month or two ago, for whatever had to happen in your life that you got it to come in, just be grateful for it. Just appreciate that in a world that we know has got a lot of crap and things that go wrong to, think that you at least are here and are able to enjoy this for what it is, be it the show and the fandom and any of the other fan created content, fanfic, whatever it might be.
0: And the the people and the connections that we've made along the way, like you (sighs) said, whether you found the show, you know, five, six years ago, or whether you found it two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take long before you realize that you found your people through the show. And I just tweeted today, like, so many great things and people that have come into my life are because I found the Ghost River Triangle.
1: Yes. Right there with you. Same way. And being willing to, to step out, and do some podcasting about it, like I said, or anything. You know, it's been so blessed to have so many people interact, whether it's on a very minor basis here or there a Tweet. Or share a story at a con or somewhere else. Again, I can never, ever properly thank the ERPers for the positivity and, and wonderful connections that they've brought into my life.
0: You got anything else, Kevin? Did you hit all your points?
1: I hit all my points. You did? I did.
0: We did a thing,
1: we <laughs> 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 got it started. <laughs> and I didn't cry once. <laughs>
0: There's plenty of time for that we have 40 how many episodes
1: <laughs> we have 48 more to go <laughs> <laughs> plus some side stories and everything else no exactly. it was uh, it all came flooding back in a good in a good way so it's it's gonna be a blast just keep being your awesome selves folks please just know it's appreciated I can't tell you how much when I'm down or not having a good day just jumping on Twitter looking through the wine owner hashtag. Just looking through, seeing the conversations and the dedication and all helps to reassure me what's right in this world.
0: I can't follow that. (laughs) 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 So yeah, this is it. This This is an idea of how we're going to examine the episodes. We'll have a light format that we follow. And then, like we said, it's fair game. Any episode... We, something just might spark our interest and uh, fly into our brain and we'll address it as as we see and if it's going to take us too far off script we'll we don't really have script but um <laughs> we'll just park it for later
1: that's right Maybe that's it right later. It, it should be a fun journey uh, and, you know we'll put out the podcast as frequently as we can no no commitments on exact release schedule but we'll we'll make it fairly regular for you folks so We hope you come along on the journey of the Rewatch with us. Maybe open up your eyes and see something new yourself.
0: Yeah. And if you want to reach out to us, which we would love to hear from you, you can email us at herbologypodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at herbology underscore pod.
1: Yeah. and, And we'd love to hear it, folks, whether it's just a thought to share or a point doesn't have to be right after this episode at some point in the future if you're inspired on something um love to see it just absolutely love to see it.
0: Oh. all right until next time <laughs> bye
1: take care gang it was the windy road that i expected
2: Wait, i could do that forever kevin <laughs>
0: so fun. Like the parts where I'm like scrolling through to see where my next talking point is. And all of a sudden you're like, well, that reminds me about this. And I'm like, I was just going to go there. (laughs) Get out of my brain. (laughs)